Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. All right, you guys, it is day two of the Overwhelmed to Success workshop, and Today we are talking all about the social media freedom framework. And let me just tell you this. So yesterday I (laughs) was supposed to start my workshop inside of the Facebook group live and my internet went down. And so I had to totally scramble. As you guys know, if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, I talk about it a little bit in there. And when I was giving the workshop, it's a very simple piece of technology. You just hit record on Zoom and it records the whole thing. And then I take that and I upload it and it becomes a podcast, but done. Okay. Well, that didn't happen. It didn't record. So I re-recorded it for the podcast yesterday. Not a problem. Today was like, not today. We will remember. So today I got logged on beautifully right at 1030. It was perfect. Everything's going well. I'm recording. And then boom, right as I get started, my entire computer freezes. Everything. Like it's locked up. I can't get in. I can't get out. Like, I don't even know what happened. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is so crazy. So when I logged back in, I was like, the only thing that I did different was I was recording. So I didn't record again because I was afraid that my computer would freeze up again, which I don't know. Oh my goodness. It's just crazy how much technology there is in little moving pieces and parts that should be very, very simple. And it's like one thing doesn't work and the whole like domino just like goes, right? So here I am, day two, recording this podcast for you. But I will say this, if you want to have unbelievable, unbelievable information shown to you, like a legit training on my social media freedom framework, you have got to go inside the Facebook group and watch it. I have a whole slide presentation that goes with it. Tons and tons of incredible visuals. I'm really showing you everything. And if you go in and watch that live video, the replay is in there. There is a specific social media spreadsheet that I am giving away If you go in and watch it and say that you want it and pop your email address in, then I will send it to you. So if you're interested in all of those perks, I would definitely say to go over inside of the Facebook group and watch the replay of it because it is really good, really, really good. But here on the podcast, I'm absolutely going to go through my framework with you today and you can absolutely bet your britches that you're going to get a ton out of this. But before we get started on uh, the framework, (laughs) there's something that I feel is really, really important to talk to you about. And it's why we need to talk about 
being free from social media in the first place. Why do we need freedom from social media? Like, why do we need that? And yesterday, I talked about the four critical mistakes that most work from home moms are making. And the fourth one that I talked about was allowing social media to steal their time. And I did some research and the research is pretty staggering. And it shows that at minimum 60% of moms are using their smartphones for at least two hours a day. This is from whattoexpect.com. It had some interesting information for moms to be so that they could be forewarned about the dangers of being addicted to your phones and what it does to yourself and to your children. And in that research, it also showed that 68% of moms with kids under five felt guilty about how much screen time they are using. And that guilt came from a lot of different things. They had it broken down into 47% of them said that they were neglecting their families and that's what made them feel guilty. 29% of them said that they felt like they were wasting time and that's what made them feel guilty. It broke it down in, in further smaller categories that they were teaching their kids bad habits, that it had an impact on their health, that they weren't being present and that they were becoming addicted, which all of those things are very, very, very vital and very real. What I want you to know is with that 60% of moms that are spending two hours a day at minimum on their phones and social media, that if you did that every single day of the week and you just replaced that with actual work on your business, that would be 10 hours a week. And I have a plan that I teach where you work two hours midday every day and then you wake up Tuesdays and Thursdays and get an hour of work in before the kids wake up to give you a 12 hour work week. Um, that's one of the things that I did in my business for a very long time to get me to where I'm at right now. I worked every nap time for two hours and I, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I worked out and Tuesday, Thursdays, I did a power hour of work and that is how I got to where I am. And so I like to show and talk about how those two hours a day can be put to really good use. So I want you guys to check your screen time. I want you I want you to go into the settings in your phone and actually check and look at what your daily average is for your screen time and for your social media. We're going to focus on social media today because I think that that's where most of our screen time goes to. Um, but definitely go in there and check it and look at it. I know for me as an iPhone user, it's you just go into your settings and then there's a little like actual word that says screen time. It's very easy to find. And I have worked my daily average screen time into two hours and 25 minutes. And my social media time from that is an hour and a half. And that is down by about 50% or so compared to what it used to be. And that's all from implementing what's in my framework. In my research, when I was putting this entire presentation together and, and just something that I've been really interested in for a long time because I see the problem that that it causes on our family and many other families. I came across an article out of the Atlantic called The Dangers of Distracted Parenting and it says that emerging, emerging research suggests that a key problem remains underappreciated. It involves kids development but it's probably not what you think 
more than screen-obsessed young children, we should be concerned about tuned-out parents. And then there is this incredible graphic, and I show it over on Facebook, that absolutely like took my breath away when I saw it. It's a picture of this mom with no face. It's just, just like an image of a mom holding a baby and there's no expression on their face. It's just like a mannequin is what it looks like, but they're clothed and she has pretty long hair and she's holding probably like, I don't know, maybe a 12 month old, maybe a 10 month old. <laughs> My babies were small. <laughs> so it's probably like a 10 month old. Uh, and she's holding her cell phone in front of her face and there's all of these lines coming out of this mannequin-like face attached to her cell phone. And then there's one line coming out of her face and attached to her baby's face. And further down in that research, it says, Yet for all the talk about children's screen time, surprisingly little attention is paid to screen use by parents themselves, who now suffer from what the technology expert Linda Stone more than 20 years ago called continuous partial attention. This condition is harming not just us, as Stone has argued, it is harming our children. The new parental interaction style can interrupt an ancient emotional cueing system whose hallmark is responsive communication, the basis of most human learning. Oh, you guys, it's so it's so heavy. <laughs> it's really heavy. And this is why I felt like I really needed to bring this to you because what we're doing with our phones is called continuous partial attention. That is what Linda Stone that is in this article out of the Atlantic has, has coined this as, and she coined it over 20 years ago. And if you imagine what technology looks like now compared to what it was 20 years ago, it's way worse. And we are way further developed into this constant partial attention that we give to our kids, right? It's this, this new parental interaction style that she talks about. And it's interrupting an ancient emotional cueing system and that ancient that that ancient emotional cueing system is responsive communication meaning how you respond to your children is the basis of their human learning and when you're not responding to them they're not learning and it's vital that you care about this it's vital that you learn that you're addicted. <laughs> and so many people don't like to talk about it. But the reality is, is that you are addicted. I'm addicted. We're all addicted to our phones. And they designed it to be that way. If you haven't watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, go watch it. Watch it with your spouses. Watch it with your teens. Watch it with your family. Tell everyone to watch it. It's so important. It's so very, very important because it clearly depicts that, A, it's not your fault that you're addicted. And B, you are addicted. So now do something about it. And what I want to talk to you about before I give you the actual framework is why we as work from home moms are wanting to be inside of our phone all the times. And I call it a case of the comparisonitis. And, you know, you have a purpose that is uniquely you. And the unfortunate part is that you have to 
you have to realize that the reason that you're in your phones is because you are comparing and you may not think that you are, but you are, you're comparing your number of likes and comments today as to where you were yesterday and where so-and-so has theirs today. And well, they're selling the same product as me. How come they have more people that like it or how come they have more people in their group or why do I not have as many followers or, oh man, I really wish I had more interaction in my group. This girl started her thing at the same time as me and her business is doing so much better. It's just constant comparison, right? And you're constantly comparing yourself to the other homeschool moms that are in your group and the other bodies of the women in your workout group or your gym class and this individual's level of success or even your children's achievements and their level of success compared to Mary Sue Jones down the road, right? There's so much that you're looking at And you're just vetting it through this filter of comparison, how happy they look versus how happy you are and how they get that happy. And maybe you're grateful for them, but it's still a really slippery slope. And I think that in order for you to know how to get a grip on all this, you have to know why you feel the need to compare. And it comes down to this notion that I mentioned that you have a purpose and you were given to your family and to your community and to your corner of the internet to be you, to be your body shape, to be your unique personality. Don't compare to someone else who isn't you because you're not in their corner of the internet. You're not in their house. You're not in their family. You're not in their upbringing or their, their little part of the world. You know who you are and you do you. That's the important part. And if that's something that you're struggling with, ask yourself, what am I missing? What is missing? Are you lonely? Are you overwhelmed? Are you happy? Why are you constantly looking for something else to satisfy you? You go inward for that. You have the answers that you need. And you were given every ounce of everything that you've ever needed. It's all there. You don't have to find it in someone else's (laughs) social media following or in their feed or in their stories or in their curated images. You don't have to find it there. And the way that you can get through this is with this framework. So here's the framework. Step one is to write down why you're using social media and what do you need it for. Um, do you, are you marketing your products or services? Are you networking with other online business owners? Are you connecting with friends and family? Are you learning from groups about a specific topic? Are you, um, on social media for, uh, in different groups for online courses that you've purchased, or are you part of a membership community and they have their own social media little group? Like, what are you on it for? And, and what do you need it for? I want you to write that down. Step two, I want you to write down what you do not want to use social media for. So we're not using it to compare We're not using it to gain inspiration because remember, you are uniquely you and everything that you could ever need to put out into your corner of the internet and your corner of the world has already been given to you. You don't need to find it or somewhere else in someone else where they are in their specific space in the world. Okay. You're also not going to use social media for political rabbit holes or social judgment. We're not here to place judgment on others. We're not here to to really dig and be nitpicky about other people's beliefs and their perspectives. We're just here to show up as us. Okay. Step three is 
you're going to separate your list into two groups. That list you just wrote down, separate it into a personal and business. So write down how much time you need to complete each task on that list inside of your social media, and then write down a grand total for your social media use every day. An example of that would be like for business in that column, you could have an Instagram post three times a week. It's 15 minutes each. Instagram stories every day, 30 minutes. Facebook group daily, 30 minutes. And networking in other groups, 30 minutes. That's a total of an hour and 45 minutes. And then you'd move on to your personal group. Encourage friends, 15 minutes a day. Stay connected with family, 10 minutes a week. Uh, learn inside of groups, 30 minutes a day. And that's a total of 45 minutes. Then take that and total it up for grand total. And this example gives you two hours and 30 minutes, which to me is like big sad emoji crying faces. Two hours and 30 minutes on a social media platform is too much for me personally. But that was a big achievement from when I had looked at it months and months and months ago. But when I first sat down and I started doing this for myself and figuring out how I was going to take my my social media time from I was pushing about three hours a day and, and cut that in half. I was like, all right, let's do this to an hour and a half a day. It was a slow, gradual progression, and um, but it was a goal, right? And so I set up a system to help me get there, and this is how I went about doing it. So these couple steps, um, step one, step two, and step three that I just told you was how I went about doing it, and then... I was able to put my system together and you will too once you go through those first preliminary steps. So step four though is talking about what you have to do inside of social media versus what you can do outside of the platform. And this is where it gets really, really important to look at your list and be creative. The more you can get outside of the platform and do your work, the better because that's when you begin to control your addiction. That's when you be able, you can that's when you will be able to open up your eyes and your ears to what's happening around you. Social media sucks us in to the point to where we can't be responsive and, and, and partake in the emotional cueing system that I talked about earlier on. So I want you to really look at what, uh, what on this list can I do outside of the platform and what do I need to do inside so the work, some examples of work that you may think that you have to do inside and, and are doing inside are probably posting, networking, some group learning, and connecting with family and friends and encouraging friends. All those things seem like, oh yeah, I do need to do them inside. But some of the things that you can do outside of the platform are posting. You can create your posts in a third-party app. Uh, you can also organize them just by keeping the information in a spreadsheet. You can organize your information outside of the platform so you're not going in and sitting there waiting for the algorithm to find you and send its little addiction gremlins to say, oh, hey, so-and-so just recorded a story that I think you might have missed. And you're like, oh, ooh, I want to know what they said. I mean, you don't actually think that, but your brain does. And so then you click on it and then you get distracted and then you waste a bunch of time and then you get frustrated because your kids come in and now you're trying to get this post done that you haven't had enough time to post, but it's actually because you got sucked in. Like this is what I'm talking about, right? So we want to be outside of the platform as much as possible. Um, you can also do networking in person. Now for me, I run an online business, so I do a lot of networking online and 
I also can do networking in person, but I'm not going to do all of it in person. So obviously part of this goes on my, what I have to do inside the app list, right? You can also do a lot of learning outside of the platforms. You can read books, (laughs) um, which I think is, is really, really important. Uh, and I'll talk about that again in a minute. Connecting with family and encouraging friends. I've chosen to really think long and hard about what that looks like outside of the platform. I have some family members out of state and it is very convenient to connect with them on Facebook, but also at this point has become a bit superficial. And same thing with my friendships. I care about deep and meaningful connections with people and I chose when I decided that I was going to start ChelseaJoe.co and I was going to be really serious about my motherhood and how I was going to run my ship and connect with my husband and that I wasn't going to be the cheerleader for all of my friends and family anymore. I was going to get really, really serious about who I was supporting, who I was praying for, who I was contacting via text. And I started sending letters to people and getting my kids involved with it and getting back to old-fashioned phone calling and putting it on, or even FaceTime with family members, we do that too, and and getting my kids involved with connecting with people instead of just being on a social media app. There are so many, there are so many examples throughout your day on on you connecting with the people in your phone more than you're connecting with the people in your home. I say this all the time, get into your home and out of your phone because it's so (laughs) important. So the way that you can set yourself up to succeed in this is to plan out your monthly content. I use my paper planner where I put down every single topic and idea for what my content is going to be for my podcast, for my Facebook group, for my Instagram, and for my emails. I put it all down in the month spread of my calendar. And you can choose to pre-write your captions if you want, or you can write them in real time. I choose to write mine in real time most of the time, or even in that actual week, instead of batching my, my captions a month out. Your images, however, should absolutely be batched a month in advance. So you can use a third-party app like Planoly or Preview or even Canva, which is the one that I prefer to plan all of your social media images and graphics. So you're not doing any of that in real time and trying to figure out how to throw that together. The other thing that you need to set up in order to make this successful is the ability to reuse content. So I use my notes app in my, in my phone and it's also on my laptop. And I, when I have a topic that I know that I'm going to talk about for the week, because I already mapped it out in my content planner, then I sit down and I just, I write on it. Right. And then I take little bits and pieces of that and I put it in my Facebook group. I put it in my Instagram stories. I put it in my Instagram feed. I put it in my email and it's all right there. I'm not sitting inside of the app recreating this information every single time because I know what that does. That again, puts me in a very vulnerable space to get sucked into the vortex. And that's what we're trying to avoid. The other thing that you can do is you can, um, create spreadsheets for tracking. And this one is really important. When I started doing this, it was like, whoa, big time game changer. So 
spreadsheets for tracking, what does that mean? (laughs) I mean, when you are trying to do uh, networking, or if you're doing your sales, or you're marketing yourself in specific groups, don't just go in there willy nilly, you guys, you need to get out your spreadsheet, which if you go over into the Facebook group, and you watch the actual live video on replay, I am giving away this spreadsheet, you just drop a little hand emoji and put your email in and I will email you my relationship building spreadsheet, which really means you're cold, warm and hot leads and you're nurturing, uh, like your outreach that you do. So it's really, really, it's really helpful to be able to see the information and the con the, the contacts, the people that you've interacted with over the last week, over the last month, when you need to follow up with them again. So that way, when you go in, you have an actual plan for who are you going to be contacting, who you're going, like, you can literally put down in the notes, it's all in the spreadsheet, commented on this, liked this, follow up next week, or whatever notes that you need to put down inside of there. It's all very, very, very strategic. And I know that overwhelms some of you. And it's okay if you only use it one time and then you're like oh man and you don't come back to it for three weeks you're not supposed to be perfect at it the first time you do it the point is is that get get the tools and the resources you need and put them into place as often as you can so whenever I sit down to plan out my week this is when I really am building and my workflow this is when I'm I'm building my framework to teach me how I'm going to use and show me how I'm going to use the platforms for that entire week. So I have in my workflow, a specific batch of work that says daily social platforms, an hour and a half. When you open it up, I have my Facebook group and it says Monday, do this, Tuesday, do this, Wednesday, do this, Thursday, do this, Friday, do this. And then I have the same thing for my Instagram stories and the same thing for my Instagram posts that's all inside of my social media platforms. This is something that we go through in depth inside of Systemize Your Biz, which is one of the courses inside of the academy. All of these things can work really, really well, but if you don't have boundaries in place, then you're not really going to get anywhere. So I want to talk to you about how to create boundaries. And the first one is to delete, to delete apps on the weekend. Literally just press and hold, hit the little red minus button. You're going to survive. Delete Facebook delete Instagram, delete messenger, get them off your phone. It is so, I don't even have words for the feeling. I don't, it feels a little weird Friday. It's like, Ooh, man. And, and I want to go to my phone because my mind is straight up addicted by Friday and I want to go to my phone. And then I'm like, Nope, you're going to go read your book instead. So we go read our book and that's what we do. Me and all my little thoughts in my brain, we go and we read my book. And then Saturday morning, I wake up and I go all day Saturday without my phone. And then Sunday, it's like, this is amazing. And then Monday morning, I'm like, oh, I realize the journey that I'm going to go on. And now I'm even at the point to where most days, not every day, but most days I'm deleting my apps every day. I get in, I do my work, and then I delete my app and get out. And the reason is, is I can't always control myself. I can't always stop myself from going into the app. And the only 
way to stop myself from doing that is to not have the app on my phone. And it really is easy, guys. It's not like this huge, complicated process to put it back on, but it is an obstacle enough to get you past that knee-jerk reaction to tap on it and go into it. There's a few more steps and it's a really, really, really good safety net for you to keep you out of your apps all day, every day. Another boundary is to have no cell phone zones. You can set specific spaces in your house or specific experiences. We do both. So our kitchen table, our beds, um, these are all places that we don't have our phone. Uh, Those are specific spaces in our house. Experiences when the whole family's home, this is another boundary, is we have a phone basket. So create a phone basket in your house where everybody dumps their phone when they come in. That's where it stays. And then there are certain times when everyone knows when they can have their phone. It's really not just, we're not just doing life with our phones around each other. We're doing life and then there are times when we need to use our phone. And that is the goal every single day. Um, The other boundary is to set daily limits. Now I have an hour and a half daily limit set on my phone. And I am very aware that once you reach your limit, all you have to do is just press the button and say ignore for today or remind me in 15 minutes. I get that. But we are grown adults here and we are on the honor system. And I want the guilt that you feel from bypassing that to eat you up. I want, I want you to hold yourself accountable because this is important. So I think it's very, very, very useful to have those daily limits set on your phone. Another boundary (laughs) that I put on here is read more books. Just start reading books, you guys. So I also, before we wrap up, I want to give you some really cool resources that helped me. And um, first of all, one of the biggest and most incredible resources is the opportunity to jump into the academy right now. So the Systemize Your Life Academy is open right now. You're going to go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy to enroll and find out all of the details, but you're going to jump in and get every single tool that you need in the next eight weeks with group coaching if you purchase by Friday and I have four more spots left now. So run, 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 run and go and grab one of the last four spots that I'm doing with group coaching. Okay. Uh, Doors will be open until Friday, but I have 10 spots for group coaching available and well, four now. And we're going through the entire journey of tier one and tier two, which is systemize your productivity all things focused on your motherhood and then systemize your biz, creating a a workflow for you so that you know what to do and what hours you're going to be working on it, on your business. So that is one of the most incredible resources that I think obviously I'm pretty biased. You should go and gobble that one up, but I am, I am very, very confident that with the accountability and with these two tiers alone, let alone in early 2021, when you get access to tier three and tier four, what that is going to do for your work from home mom life. It's, it's a radical improvement and an incredible amount of pressure relieved and a lot of joy that you're going to experience when you get this situated. Some other resources for you are the Mompreneur Mastermind Show by Stephanie Gass, episode 15, Episode 151, 213, and 213.5 are really, really, really good episodes. Like her and I talk about this. Stephanie Gass is my coach and my mentor, and and her her and I talk about this topic 
a lot. She's very, very passionate about it. You will hear it in those podcast episodes. And then I have an episode 13 that talks about how I've reduced screen time for my kids and myself. And it goes in much more in depth on how to set up all of the restrictions in your phone. Obviously, the other resource that I mentioned was the social dilemma and the article from the Atlantic, which I will drop in the show notes if you want to read that whole article and study that they put out. And then the other resources that I'm absolutely like super duper obsessed with right now, uh, one of them is called the Dwell app and it is a, it's a, uh, like an audible Bible app, but you can set it to music. You can change how it's read to you. There's plans in there that you can read through. And I've been using that, um, to kind of help me get through that knee jerk reaction to, wants to be in my phone all the time. I also read this amazing book called You Are the Girl for the Job. And um, it really helped me to understand that I don't need to be looking anywhere other than inside myself to have the answers that I need, that I've been created uniquely and perfectly. And I have exactly what I need for the community and for the position that I'm in right now. That book was very, very wonderful. And then uh, my Soap Notes Bible Study by Horatio Printing, I use that a lot to help me get through and and kind of transition out of always being in my phone. And then journaling also is really a good resource. So if you guys are following along and you uh, want to do the homework, I've had homework for both days. Today's homework that I really, 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 really encourage you to do is to check your daily average screen time usage right now and go share it in the group. And then also what is your daily screen time goal based on the steps that we talked about today and how to figure out what that goal is. I want you to go through that, do the homework and put it inside of the Facebook group. The third thing is to tell me what resources you're going to dive into. So I hope that it is the Academy, but if it's not the Academy that you're going to dive into first, what are the other resources, which podcast episode or which book or which app, like the dwell app, um, are you, or are you going to go watch the social dilemma? Which one are you most excited about diving into first? Again, if you're interested in getting information about the Academy, go to chelseajoe.co backslash Academy, or you can check it out in the link in the show notes. And I will see you back here very soon. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other? and ourselves. I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.